0: and definitely check out those shows as well. Go to zibbieowens.com. Allie Hazelwood is the best selling author of Love on the Brain. She's also the best selling author of The Love Hypothesis, as well as a writer of peer reviewed articles about brain science, in which no one makes out and the ever after is not always happy. Originally from Italy, she lived in Germany and Japan before moving to the US to pursue a PhD in neuroscience. She recently became a professor, which absolutely terrifies her. When Allie is not at work, she can be found running, eating cake pops, or watching sci-fi movies with her two feline overlords and her slightly less feline husband. Welcome, Allie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Love on the Brain. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Would you mind telling listeners what Love on the Brain is about?
1: Love of the Brain is my second book, and it's a rom-com about B, a neuroscientist who has been having a few issues in her career recently, but she gets assigned uh, to this amazing project at NASA that is going to you know, be life-changing for her. Uh, She's going to lead a very important project that has to do with astronauts and really complicated technology. And then when she's over the moon, uh, because she just found out that she got this project, she finds out that the person she's going to lead the project with with is someone that she knows from grad school. And it's someone that she has a little bit of a past with. And, uh, you know, the book is the story of how they kind of figure out how to work together in order to finish this project. Wait, what was your funny nickname for him again?
0: Super brag or something? Or what did what was the sister's nickname for him? For him,
1: the wardas. I think yes. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been so long since I read that book, and now I'm like deep into my other books. Oh, but I think uh, that's what it is. I know
0: you're like, do I? Am I really still talking about this? Yeah, the Wardass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, there aren't a lot of books where uh, the uh, rom-com, where the lead woman is a neuroscientist. I love that. And you have all of this description of her in the lab and all, and her, and her mom wore a wedding dress to her lab, to her, wait, who wore the wedding dress? I'm like, no. The wedding dress was Marie Curie. Marie Curie, yes.
1: And her mom. So Marie Curie has this, I mean, to be fair, uh, it was a different time, (laughs) But the story of Marie Curie, so the main character of the book is kind of like a Marie Curie finger or like she's obsessed with Marie Curie and who wouldn't be I mean come on she was super cool (laughs) but there is this story of Marie Curie which is that she when she got married uh at the time uh, so Pierre Curie who was uh, you know her soon-to-be husband was uh, going to be the one who would buy a wedding gown because she didn't have the money you know Marie Curie (laughs) was like uh, all the money goes into science so he was gonna buy her the wedding gown and she was like you know what Let's not buy me a wedding gown since I have, uh, like, how many times are you going to wear a wedding dress? Only once. Instead, buy me a gown that I can actually use in the lab. And so it's basically, she kind of like, in in modern days, she basically got married in her lab coat, which I kind of (laughs) love. (laughs) That's awesome. It's so Marie Curie, really.
0: (laughs) I love that, you know, at the time of this recording, I'm like reading this about Marie Curie and then like looking at the JLo, Ben Affleck wedding pictures, you know, on Instagram. And I'm like, how different? Wait, did they get married? Yes. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I missed
1: that. <laughs> oh, it just happened. It just happened. And sorry oh for God. the timeliness.
0: Libo. Oh, I'm so glad
1: they did it. I'm so g- I want this for them. Yes. I want this for them. Yes. sorry. Well, you're going to go on a deep dive. And I'm so excited. Yeah. I don't know why I missed it. I, I've been very deep in K-drama, so I haven't been on social media a whole lot. But I'm glad. I'm so happy for them. Yes. Yes. It's the second chance romance that it's true. we all want uh, yep. to see in the world. Uh, it's it's like another rom-com, right? Oh it's yeah. Like 20 years later, this. here we go. <laughs> I love this. They're, they're older, they're wiser. They're both still super attractive and uh, this is happening. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> yes. It's uh well, now you can write a book about that, you know,
0: <laughs> that is like a, so wait, how did you get into writing? Well, how did you get into writing in general, but particularly writing rom-coms?
1: Right. So I, I wasn't, I, I never really wrote fiction growing up, you know, I would write for school and, you know, for, for <laughs> essays and stuff like that. But then I think in 2017, around 2017, I actually saw a movie at the movies, at, at the cinema. It was uh, Star Trek Beyond. And I had always been a lot into Star Trek when I was a kid. And then, you know, growing up, like it had been school and uh, other things that kind of like, I I had kind of, let go of my fangirliest, uh, uh, spirit. But when I went to the movies, I was in the last year of my PhD and I saw, you know, Spock again. I was like, Oh my God, I am obsessed again. And uh, that was like how I got into fandom and fan fiction. I, I think uh, part of the reason why I was never into fandom before and fan fiction and stuff was that, you know, I, I didn't grow up speaking English. So there was a, a big part of the internet. that was just kind of like off limits to me because I couldn't understand what was going on, but you know- Wait, wait, where did you grow up? I grew up in Italy. Okay. So I grew up speaking Italian and up until high school, the, like we, I come from the very north of Italy. So the, the second language in our schools is German because we're so close to Austria. So, so that, in, English just wasn't really a thing for me for a long time. And then, you know, in high school, I started studying English and then, you know, I started doing some programs abroad and uh, um I started learning it. And anyway, fast forward, I mean, my late twenties, I think, and I am do, finishing up my PhD. I see this movie and I'm like... I need to know more about like what is going on. So Wait, what was your went. PhD in? My PhD was in neuroscience. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Keep going. And it was here in the U S <laughs> yeah, no, so totally unrelated to Star Trek. <laughs> it's like, this was just, I think it, I, I I just bring it up because I think it was uh, this, this, I really needed a distraction at the time. Like I had been hyper focused on on my work and my school and uh, you know just my research for so long, uh, and uh, I kind of rediscovered that there was this amazing thing that I loved, which was you know, fanish spaces and uh, you know sci-fi and love stories, and so I kind of went back to that. And uh, um, that's how I discovered fan fiction. And first, I was just reading it, and then I started, started getting some ideas for you know fanfic writing. And I started you know slowly posting stories. First, really short stories about you know these Star Trek characters in uh, weird scenarios, uh, mostly like very romantic in tone. So like the, I had a bunch of ships, so a bunch of characters that I wanted to be together and stuff. And then, um, you know, that's kind of how I started writing. I, I wrote fan fiction for, I think, three, four years. And then and then I I met, like, my agent, uh, Taole, who is amazing. She actually reads fan fiction, and she found some of my fan fiction. And I had written a note uh, at the end of one of my fics saying if you are interested in this story, please download it because I might pull it one day. I might decide that I want to, you know, try to publish it. So just make sure that you download it if you want to have it because it might not be here. And she saw this uh, note and she was like, you know, it sounds like you're interested in publishing. Why don't you, why don't, why don't we work together, basically? And that was, uh, you know, that was amazing. She's the one who like kind of taught me how to write a rom-com, you know. Wow. She helped me so much. She, She's amazing. And that's how, you know, the books started happening.
0: So it basically was just your agent being like, transition from fan fiction into this.
1: My agent is amazing. And not just that. Like she, she's such a, she's not, she didn't just do it with me. She's done it with other people too. Like she's taken a lot of like artists and she does both illustrated books and like, you know, graphic novels and like regular books that like, you know, just Writing, yeah, yep. and she just uh, she's also very into fanish spaces and fandom. She's like a nerd. I love her. <laughs> I just I like her as a person. As I remember, like, we have so many things in common. But she has done it with several people. You know, she just reads fan fiction, and if she sees potential and if she sees interest in someone, uh, you know, yep. being traditionally published, she she doesn't like she, she doesn't like barge in and say. You should stop writing fan fiction because you're just wasting your talent. You should come and try to publish. She's just, you know, if she sees interest, she, she helps okay, you. Got it. She's amazing. Wait, who the is best. this? Who is this amazing agent? Her name is Taole. Uh, she is with the uh, Sandra Dijkstra. I can't even yeah, pronounce yeah, yeah. the name. Okay. Literary agency. I'm actually very excited because I'm, I'm going to Comic-Con this, this week. And so that will be in San Diego and that's where she lives. Yeah. So, so I'm going to get to like hug her. oh <laughs>
0: I'm so excited. I was just with um, Evangeline Lilly, who is from Ant-Man and the Wasp, and she, she was at my book fair, and she's going to be at Comic-Con this week.
1: Uh, I, I, there's going to be so many cool people. Like, I am just going like, to pace around hoping to meet Oscar Isaac. Okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> That's what gosh. I'm going to do. You're so funny.
0: <laughs> I have to say, you would not know or assume any of this backstory about you from reading this book. I mean, yes, there must, I knew there was some neuroscience background, but it could have just been research, right? You could have just like Googled extensively or interviewed people, but you have the most amazing background. It's really awesome. I mean, and yeah,
1: you just, it just goes to show. It's like, you just never know. You just never know. It's like, you really don't. You really have no idea. Like, I I never would have thought five years ago that I would be doing this. I mean, this is amazing. I'm super grateful, but I never would have pictured it. You really never know.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you're really, you have a great voice. Like, you're from the very beginning, like, I did not want to stop reading, right? You're, you're, it's super relatable and conversational and funny and like current in all the, you know, slang and everything. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, especially that you don't have. English is a first language. I mean, that's like shame on all of us who are <laughs> native-born Americans who like cannot write books. Or oh, cannot,
1: I get like, so, so much help today. though. Like, I get you know, I have a lot of friends uh, that I actually met from my fan fiction days, and they helped me so much. Like, they're like, "This is not English. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is this is not a real word. <laughs> you made it up." Stuff like that. Oh. And then I have, of course, my editor at Berkeley who also helps me so much. Like, so I, I have to be honest. Like, I get. Like the first version of anything that I write is like, oh my God, <laughs> it's like, it has to be in the vault, locked, uh, cannot be seen by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> do you also have a sister
0: you're close to or or just a best friend or who do you call it to in the morning?
1: Well, so I have a sister and we are, we're fairly close, but I have a bunch of really, really good friends. So my best friend, there's my best friend, Kate. Actually, my first book was dedicated to her, whom I met through fandom. Um, She is my, like, she is my fangirl twin soul. (laughs) Like, as in uh, whenever I get excited about something, she's the one that I go to. Like, for me, it's just, I know it sounds, I, I also go to her when I have problems, when I want to cry and stuff like that. But like, for me, just like the whole getting excited about things is so important. I really just want to have someone to share this with. And like, she's the one that I can go to. Like, for example, I recently got into K drama so hard and she like, was like, you know what? If you like them so much, I'll check them out. Okay. Wait, what? Okay. This is embarrassing. What is K-drama? I am ready. (laughs) I am ready to talk about them. So K-dramas are basically... uh, They're basically like like these mini-series. They usually have 16 to 20 episodes. And there are a bunch of genres of them. And they are, you know, produced and written in Korea. And uh, you might have heard of Squid Game. I think it was the biggest one. Right. It's basically like Squid Game. But, uh, you know, the ones I like are usually more romantic in tone they have like okay. a bunch of love stories and they're just like it's it's just such an incredible storytelling medium they just like uh they are you know different from you know us tv shows of course because they come from the, you know, the product of a different culture and I just I really really enjoy them and there are so many <laughs> and I that's what I spend my life doing right now I just watch them <laughs> all the time Guilty, guilty pleasure. Okay. It, it's uh, not even guilty. Like, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, okay. I embrace it. Yeah. Okay. Outward pleasure.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I won't feel as bad not knowing about K-drama and you won't feel as bad not knowing about J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Yes.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Now we're all, well, now we're even. <laughs> no, awesome. but to be honest, I didn't know what K drama was two months ago. Like so, oh, okay. I'm okay. I was right there with you. It was like you know Christina Lauren, Christina yeah. Lauren, the uh, the yeah. authors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lo was the one who introduced me. She was like, "You have oh, to watch this one," and I was okay. like, "I will," and I did. And now this is my life. And like Lo has abandoned me. Like <laughs> Lo has now other passions, and okay. I am still here obsessed. <laughs> I just interviewed her. I was
0: just <gasps> I just did an event with her for the Gloss. So yeah. Um, Oh, isn't yeah. she amazing? Class book club, yeah, 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 amazing, awesome. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Wait. Okay. So the next book you're doing, tell me about that. The following one, After Love on the Brain. Yes. After Love on the Brain. Okay, and you it's also it's... did The Love Hypothesis. Yes, 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 yes. That, that was the first one. That was the first one.
1: New York Times um, bestselling author. That must have felt amazing. That was so cool. I, so unexpected too. It was just a bunch of like really cool coincidence and things that happened and like that made it happen and it was just the coolest thing. ever. Wait, what made it happen? Well, so book talk mostly like it was just, there were these book talk influencers who just, uh, um, so my book was a book of the month club pick. And so there are a bunch of influencers who are just kind of like associated with book of the month uh, and they get their books first or something. And so it just, the book ended up in, in the hands of these amazing people who, you know, made all these amazing videos about it. And, uh, that's what I say. Like a bunch of like little things that happen and uh, like a confluence of uh, marvelous things. <laughs> and then, uh, you know. So my 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 next book, I am going to be honest with you. I don't know how much I can say because we are so deep in edits. I don't know how much is going to change about it. As of right now, the title is Love Theoretically with a comma between love and theoretically. Okay. I, I think, I want the comma. I don't know if my editor has- I think, I like comma. the comma. I like the comma. I, I'm, I'm a, gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna email her once we get off, and we're like, okay, I think it, so. changed, it totally changes the meeting. Thank you. Yeah. It's like it, it was supposed to be a pun on love, actually. You know, the love directly yes. because yes. the main character is a theoretical physicist. So wow. I was like, I was so proud of this title. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, I am really bad at titles. So whenever I get something that is vaguely punny, like I'm like, okay, I'm a genius. No one talked to me. I am the best person in the world. Like. Anyway, I hope that there will be a comma and I hope that that will be the title, but still undecided. As of right now, it's the story of a theoretical physicist uh, who ends up at odds with an experimental physicist. There is a little bit of a rivalry between them, uh, theorists and experimentalists. And uh, that is compounded by the fact that she has been fake dating uh, his brother. So it's kind of like, I like to think of it as my fake dating book with a twist in the sense that the girl doesn't get it doesn't end up with the guy she's fake dating, but she ends up with the guy that with the brother of the guy that she's fake dating. Interesting. I, I hope it. it works. I don't even
0: know. oh my gosh, I love it. Still
1: deep at it. Oh no, it's awesome.
0: Aside from using all of your PhD stuff in your fiction, are you doing research or teaching or anything related? Sp- like just
1: to that? As of right now, yeah, I am planning to take a year off next year. So the next academic year, but as of right now, yeah. So I am a professor and yeah, I do research and I, I teach and uh, my students hate me <laughs> because I teach <laughs> neuroanatomy. It's everyone's least favorite subject uh, because there's a lot to memorize. Wow. Yeah. And
0: where do you teach anatomy?
1: I am like, is it okay if I don't say, the the university where I teach. Yes. Is it in the United States or not? It is. Yes. I'm here. I'm in the South of the United States. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like trying to keep my two...
0: That's fine. That's totally fine. Thank you. (laughs) Do your students know that you have this like secret life of
1: a a novelist? I haven't told them and, you know, I use a pen name, so I haven't told them. However, you know, my picture is at the end of the book. So it's possible that someone knows, but hasn't said anything. So your real name is not Allie. My real name, my last name is not Hazelwood. But your so first name is Allie. It's, well, it's a nickname. Yeah.
0: It's a nickname. Okay. I won't pry too much.
1: <laughs> wow. That's- I mean, uh, it's it's possible that they know. I feel like you would know if they knew. I feel like they would. Right. I, I know. Right. I feel yeah. like if, if one of my professors wrote a book and I got to the end of the book and saw the picture, I think I would go to them and be like, hey, you wrote a book. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Wow. I actually think that's amazing that you're not marketing to them. I feel like that's the first thing I would do. It's like, okay, here's my core audience. Like, at least I can sell to all my students. And you're like, no, no, I'll just sell to all these other millions of people over here. <laughs> yeah,
1: my poor students. I know. I mean, if uh, I, I would, I mean, they're, they're college students, so I, I, I would feel bad. They already, you know, pay my salary, through their tuition <laughs> so uh, I would feel like I, I would want to give them free books actually so oh my gosh that's wow that is really
0: funny <laughs> what an interesting life so when you're not <laughs> when you're not going to comic con watching k-dramas writing teaching or researching do
1: you have time to do anything else I mean again that the K-drama is truly my... <laughs> that's the source like, one. <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot overstate how much time I spend watching them. Okay. I crochet. I love crochet. Oh, um, yeah, I'm so to you, yeah, yeah, you all this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: my, this is my, my crochet wow. project. Angle. <laughs> I have two cats. I have, wait, I'm going to show you my cat is here. Oh. He's very cute and uh, the other one is elsewhere I don't know. That's it really. This is uh um, my 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 bio that I have to change says that I run in my spare time but the truth is that I have been working out very little <laughs> in the past two years. So, but let's pretend that I'm a very sporty person.
0: I literally worked out for the first time this morning in so so long and I was like this is this is pathetic <laughs> that like <laughs> And then I would say to myself, like, well, I should at least do 25 minutes. Like, come on, 25 minutes. And then I'm like, I mean, that doesn't count. And then I'm thinking, this is more than I've done in weeks. Of course it counts. Like,
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Same. Like, it's it's one of those things where when you fall off the wagon, it's so hard to go yes. back because it's painful. And also you're like... I used to run, you know, five miles. Uh, yep. Not too. even like, Me too. And, yeah. and now it's like, oh my God, I ran for four minutes and this is, I am dying. So it, it's just very hard to compare yourself with what you yes. used to do. It's very humbling.
0: Oh, <sighs> it is,
1: it is so humbling. I, and I might as so, well just stay sitting down. And not <laughs> exactly.
0: Face the pain. And keep my dignity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, stay with my head above on Zoom and, you know. <laughs> anyway. Well, well, at least I'm not alone in that. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never alone. You're never alone. <laughs> Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? I guess my advice is that, uh, you know, it's kind of always the same and, and kind of like, I don't know, maybe try it a little bit, but just find a very good support network. It's, it's a very tough business. Uh, you know, it's harsh sometimes like you, you, you get a very honest feedback, feedback from all corners, and uh, it's I, I I don't know I doubt myself a lot. I'm sure other people like I'm sure every author doubts themselves. And just having a bunch of friends that you can talk to and that are there to support you and that you know love you despite or like they are there. They're your friends regardless of what you write. You know that they, that they make you feel like you're a person and not just a writer. That that is very valuable and. Um, they help you deal with their rejections and the failures because there are so many. So yeah, just you know, find a very good support network that you can trust. But I, I guess that's the the advice for everything in life. So that's not that is not what I usually hear. So don't worry. Do you okay. uh, do you currently have love on your brain right now? I mean, I have my husband and my cats. <laughs> okay. I, no, I do love my husband very much, even though he's very annoying sometimes. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, he's uh, he's very cute and I love him. Yeah, I guess I do. Uh, okay, and yes. then, but I love my cats more. Sorry. Okay. It's, That's okay. I won't tell him. All right. He Perfect. knows. He knows.
0: <laughs> Allie or whatever your real name is. Um, this is so much fun and I'm so impressed. I love this whole neuroscience, like science rom-com sort of subgenre that you've created here. I think it's so cool, especially to have role models of super
1: smart women. And I, I mean, I have to be honest, I didn't create it like, you know, Sherry Thomas and Helen Hong were, you know, writing them way well, before, still. but you know, I, I'm, I'm just glad to be part of their tradition. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, <laughs> I know,
0: so no, I'm talking to you. I'll, I'll, tell, to you. I'll <laughs> tell them you.
1: the same thing if we
0: ever speak, but you know, for now I'm saying it to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Either Perfect. way, I think it's amazing. I think it's great to give really smart women as role models and for protagonists and so that we can learn a little bit as we go anyway. So it's awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. Well, good luck and uh, take care. And
1: thank you. Keep going on that comma. Like... <laughs> Double, yes, double I will find for the comma. Double I will down on the comma. Time. Yeah, there you I, go. I'm, I'm writing my editor right now. Okay, that's, you can CC me fun. if you want. <laughs> <I will>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Take
0: care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.